So glad that we can all be together this morning on this wonderful Sunday. And as we're making our way back to our seats, I'm interrupting one of my favorite sights, and that is to see the family of God fellowshipping, connecting, and welcoming one another, and loving on one another. How sweet it is. What a blessing it is. And as we get started this morning, let's Let's pray as we head into this time. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, again, for who you are and what you've done. Lord, let us not ever take that for granted. Let us not ever take a time of prayer for thanking you for what you've done in our lives and for who you are to each and every one of us. And Lord, today, as we spend time in your word with just an encouragement from you, Lord, I just pray that you will help each of us just to hear just what you have for us, that our hearts and our minds will grow in you, and we just ask and pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So our passage today will be Psalm 34, 8. So as you're turning there, I'll just share this. I'm at a point in my life where... If I say that I'm young, those closest to me and those maybe even kind of knowing me, my friends and especially my family, will tend to just laugh. But some will agree. And that's why I highly, highly recommend having some friends in your life that are in their 90s. But I promised my special friends that I wouldn't mention them by name. And one thing that happens as you grow older, at least hopefully, is that you grow in wisdom. So if you're willing, and it's okay if you're not, I know who you are, but if you're willing, would you raise your hand if you're over 55 or 55 and older? So how many of you feel wiser now than when you were 25? About half. Now that really has nothing to do with what I'm speaking about today, but I do feel younger. I'm only 51. I'm actually up here today to encourage you with uh, a message that God put on my heart. Um, Or better yet, that we would all be challenged as we head out today. And that is to taste and see and know for yourself and then share that with others. Let's stand for the reading of the word. Psalm 34, 8. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. You may be seated. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So I'm actually not talking about being older or younger. I'm talking about the wisdom that comes from growing in the Lord. The wisdom that comes from his word. The wisdom that comes from praying as we were so wonderfully challenged last week. 
by Harold's message. Have you ever had a time in your life where things just didn't go the way you thought they should go? And even though you tried to fix it yourself, it didn't work? And the times when you knew you should trust the Lord, pray for wisdom and direction, and read his word for guidance, you knew you should do that, but for some reason, you just didn't. I certainly can relate to those feelings. I've had the thought that I could do this all by myself. I'll make things go the way I need them to go if I just work harder at it. Several years ago, I had the privilege to preach about the comfort of God, and more recently, when I was looking back at some of those notes, I revisited a verse that I had written down it had a small point in that message, but it's had a huge impact in my life, as the Word of God tends to do. Now, if you have heard me preach before, you've heard me share this verse. If you've been in a group that I've been leading, you've probably heard me share this verse. If you've been growing through a rough patch and you came to me and asked for prayer, you've probably heard me share this verse and that is Isaiah 26, 3 through 4. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. That's focused on you. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. I have found this verse to be a go-to verse for me. And when I say that, that doesn't mean that I neglect the rest of Scripture. That's important. But when I think I need to fix something myself, this verse comes to mind. Talk about taste and see. I found myself thinking about this verse, and I wondered just what it could help me with. And so as I was preparing, I just put this through some hypothetical questions and see how this verse could apply. Questions like, what if in the fifth grade you suffer a broken arm? So middle schoolers, this might be for you. Maybe some of you have uh, gone through something like this. Well, what if in the fifth grade you suffer a broken arm and it's at the church picnic or barbecue and it ends your flag football career before you even get to start your first game? Well, let's, let's take this to Scripture and check this verse. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed focused on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Parents, what a great verse to walk your kids through when they are going through even a, a broken arm, which actually is a big thing. But what a great thing to take your kids through to help them know that, hey, God's Word has something for this and for things that are going on in our lives. I remember um, when my beautiful dog, Kinsey, a golden retriever, passed away in my arms, and this verse brought me peace. He said, well, that's just a dog. But you know what? I loved my dog. I admit it. I loved my dog. And I was sad. But you know what? 
God says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is staying on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. What if we lose someone we love? That's, that could be arguably one of the, the biggest tests for this. But if we have a relationship with the Lord and we know him as our Savior, what can we do? We, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. What if I find out that there's nothing more the doctors can do? You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, the Lord Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. What if I'm here today with friends and family and things just couldn't be any better? What if I'm not going through any trials? Well, guess what, family? We need to continue on. Because God, our friends and family are great, but they're not going to give us the perfect peace like we can get from the Lord. So you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. I had put through this verse through the spin cycle of what ifs, and guess what? I always came up with the same answer. And the answer is the truth of God's word. The answer is spending time in prayer with our Lord and growing in him. Talk about taste and see. And I was just focusing on one verse. One verse. We have the entire word of God. The entire word of God to walk us through the things of life. It is the precious, living, breathing word of God. When we are spending time in the word of God... We constantly have the opportunity to taste and see His almighty goodness, His truth, His love, and His righteousness. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's been times when I've had to go to Costco. And sometimes I accidentally plan it around lunch. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You see, they have these sample booths. One time, I actually had someone take me out to lunch, to Costco, for the sample booths. If you want to take a friend out to lunch, let me at least suggest the hot dogs. You know, those sample booths at Costco are great. But guess what? They're just a sample. And every once in a while you get something, one of those little bites that you go, ooh, that's good. But it's just a sample. You don't really get to take a big bite of it. And so, if you want more, you have to commit. If you want to really fill up, you have to buy what they are sampling. And now that's a commitment. So you commit. 
You buy the item, you buy the food, you take it home, you prepare it, you sit down at the table, you pray for your food, you dish up the delectable. I like that one. You dish up the delectable and you take a bite. And oh, this is good. This is really good. I'm going to finish everything on my plate. There's not going to be a scrap left. Oh, wow. Now that's really, really good. Hun, we need to buy this again. Next time I see a coupon. But you know what? We knew how good it was when we t tasted the sample. But we really, really knew how great it was when we committed. You see, the word taste in Psalm 34, 8 is talking about digging in and feeding on the Word of God, feeding on the delectable truth He has for us. But it's not about sampling here and there. A sample of God's Word is where we start, and that's great. If you haven't spent any time in God's Word, I want you to sample it. Well, you're sampling it here right now. So it's a great place to start with a sample. But then what's the next step? Buy into it. Take it home. Really taste it. Because when you do, you will see that the Lord is good. So how should we respond to the Lord when, when we have come to the point in our life where we see that He is good? When we have sampled and then taken and tasted and we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior because of the truth of God's Word, how should we respond once we have done that? Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who made us, and we are his people. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Church, family, brothers and sisters, why, when we know this, do we walk through our days with such little thought about his faithfulness? We rise up, and lie down each day, and Jesus waits to see if this will be the day that we acknowledge Him. Why is it that so often that's where we are? Is that how you are responding to God? Are you letting Him know that you love Him? Are you digging in to his word that he has given us, reading it? Are you spending time in prayer 
talking to God. Psalm 35:27 says, "Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant." I challenge myself and all of us here to take that Psalm 100 and that Psalm 35:27 and let's Share with everyone we know about the Lord. And guess what? We will know more and more who the Lord is in our life and who we are to Him when we spend time in His Word. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of His servant. Together we serve a God who delights in our welfare. There will be persecution, there will be trials, but through it all, we serve the Lord. Through it all, we run to Him, our Father, who will pick us up and take us into His loving arms. When I read that sentence there, it reminds me of the prodigal son. We're at the end of his time of being prodigal, And he says, this isn't what I need to be doing. And he decides to go home. What does his father do when he sees him? Does he go back inside? Does the father go back inside when he sees his prodigal son returning home? Does he just kind of slowly walk out? No, he runs to see his prodigal son with all that he has. And he runs and he embraces him. If you're here today and you feel like I haven't been giving the Lord and Savior the attention he deserves, in fact, I've probably kind of wandered away from giving him any attention at all. The lie that Satan will tell us is that when we return back to a a life of giving him attention... The lie that Satan will tell us is that God won't want it because he's upset at us. But that's not true. God will run to you and embrace you. He will accept you with open arms when you come back with a repentant heart. Many of us have experienced that. Many of us here know exactly what I'm talking about. We have been through storms of life, but through it all, our God is faithful. There is nothing that will ever destroy our Lord and Savior. He is victorious forevermore and evermore. Let us all work towards a life that recognizes every day who God is. When we, go, when we go days on end without thinking about God, we start to forget. We start to forget that He is our rock. We start to forget that He is our fortress. We start to forget that He is our deliverer. So let's all be challenged with living a life that remembers that He is our rock, that He is our fortress, 
and that he is our deliverer, and in him is our trust. We need to lift our eyes towards heaven and praise his holy name every day. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. Church, let us pray together. Let us pray for a steady focus on God. Let us pray for a heart that hears the Lord through the static of this world. At least in my lifetime, I feel like the static of this world is louder than it's ever been. The distractions, the lure of the evil one tempting us to step away from our walk with the Lord, tempting us to be sidelined in our effectiveness at sharing the gospel. What is it when we're sidelined? We're not effective. We're not, when, when it comes to sharing the gospel with those around us, when it comes to growing in the Lord, if we allow ourselves to be sidelined because we're listening to um, Satan and not focusing on the Lord, then we will not be effective. The best way for us to be sidelined is to do nothing. So let's do something. Let's spend time in the Word. Let's spend time in prayer. We're here this morning. This is doing something. It encourages each and every one of us when we are together doing something for the Lord, whether we're serving, such as the car wash and outreach that we're going to have, whether we're here praising His holy name and lifting Him up, That's all part of our walk in growing in the Lord. No one else can have the Lord's place as Savior in our life. Many people will try to have something or someone else, but it will fail. As we listen to His voice and learn it, really learn it, we will be better equipped to tell the difference between his voice and the adversary's voice. And again, how do we listen to his voice? By spending time in the word and in prayer. So again, let's pray. Let's pray that as a church family, we will be strong. Strong so that we can stand against the devil's schemes to distract us. Strong so that we can stand in a way we recognize his truth, walking in righteousness and being ready, ready to take up the shield of faith so we can extinguish all the flaming arrows, the attacks of the evil one. We who believe are protected by the helmet of salvation and we have the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Family, let us not forget that peace Readiness, strength, righteousness, truth, faith, and salvation are all just words without prayer.
If we're not spending time in prayer, if we're not spending time in the Word, peace, readiness, strength, righteousness, truth, faith, and salvation are all just words. We must ask for peace, readiness, strength, righteousness, truth, faith, and we absolutely have to ask for salvation. And we ask by praying. And we know how to pray for those things by reading the Word of God. You see how they go hand in hand. How do we know how to pray for those things? The Bible tells us. For God so loved the world, all of us, everyone, everywhere, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the main thing. That is why we must be in the word and in prayer. And we must keep alert with all perseverance. And why is it that we need to stay alert? with all perseverance, because we're constantly under attack from Satan himself, who wants us to be sidelined. If he gets us sidelined, then he doesn't have to worry about us so much. But when we're spending time in prayer and in the Word, yeah, that does put a target on our back. But guess what? We know from the Word, we have the armor of God. And you know what else God has blessed us with? Each other. There's a reason the Bible tells us to love one another. There's a reason for that. And I believe that as we are doing that and loving one another, we are also holding each other accountable. So, I want to take a moment and just give a little suggestion here. Take time to be around those who are older in the faith. Learn from them, from their successes and failures. I know that I've had many wonderful conversations with my older friends they're more than willing to share even, even a failure if it's going to help me because they're practicing loving one another. There are some family here that are in their 90s and they mean more to me than just someone to remind me how young I am. They bless my heart every time I see them walk through the door. They have wisdom I learn from. They offer encouragement. Because honestly, they have seen it all more than once. And with that experience, 
They know how to find comfort in the Lord, and they're willing to share it. You know, God's Word says to do that. When we've experienced comfort from the Lord, it's more comfort than, than we'll need, and we can share that with others. So don't let the wisdom sitting around you get away from you before you get a chance to harvest some of it, to ask for some of it. Let me just say this. Older folks, whether you're in your 80s or 90s, thank you. Thank you. Your encouragement is an example. Your life is an example, and it's encouraging. And so what a blessing it is. And as we spend time in the Word, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us remember that and grow in that. I'm reminded from Nehemiah where it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When he was talking to them when they were getting taught, or they were, they were feeling discouraged. And he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. How much joy does the Lord have? We can't measure it. It's, it's beyond our capability of measuring. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Talk about taste and see when you think about that. The joy of the Lord. I'm going to ask the, the worship team to head on up as I share this last part. So go ahead, band and vocals. So as they're coming up, I just want to say this. Lastly, let us leave here today with a heart that surrenders all as we recognize how great He is. As we say, how great Thou art. Always remembering that because of Jesus, there is victory. The wonderful grace of Jesus. Who having died on the cross to rise again and fulfill the prophecies, paved a path for each of us to heaven if we choose to believe in Him. And I pray you choose Him today if you have not. Together, let us long after the Lord as the deer panteth for the water, remembering that He, that He, our Lord and Savior, our, is our everlasting God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father,
We just thank you so much for your word. Lord, we all need to grow in spending time in your word and in prayer. And Lord, as we've been challenged this last couple Sundays from you, Lord, to be doing just those things, I pray that you'll help each of us in our walk, serving you, growing in you, help each of us find time that we do have to be in your word. And Lord, as we are, I pray that you'll help each of us to taste and see how good you are. And so, Lord, I just pray your blessing on our church family. Pray your blessing this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.